everyone, and welcome to the first episode of my podcast, Saving the Environment. I'm your host, Gloria Ruiz, and today's episode has no sponsor. Saving the Environment is a podcast that helps listeners worldwide learn several survival skills and current events relating to environmental issues. Today, you will be learning how to purify water in case of an emergency. Credit to Grant Thompson for creating this wonderful tutorial video I will be referencing. Go follow The King of Random on YouTube. First, you need to collect sand, charcoal, small pebbles that can be from your backyard, and two empty plastic water bottles. After you have collected all of your materials, you must crush up your charcoal and until it reaches a very fine texture. Next, cut the bottom of one of your plastic water bottles and place a paper towel in the cap side of the bottle to catch the materials that fall into it. After, start filling the fine charcoal into the bottom of your bottle and afterwards the sand along with the small pebbles. Feel free to repeat this process, although you do not have to. Take the bottom of the plastic bottle and place it on top of the inner bottle to reduce erosion. Also, cut off the bottom half of your other plastic water bottle and place it at the bottom of your purifier to catch the clean water. Wait about 40 to 45 minutes for all the water to drain, then pick up the remaining water and microwave it for 40 minutes to sterilize it. Sterilizing means taking the bacteria and other microorganisms from something. After you have followed all the previous steps, you will end up with clean, drinkable water. I hope you enjoyed this tutorial, and feel free to go to the King of Random's YouTube channel to watch this process. I will now go into the current events portion of this podcast. I would like to mention that these podcasts belong to the Environmental Integrity Project, and you can check them out on their website at environmentalintegrity.org. Starting off, the title of their episode is named, What's in the Water? We Take a Deep Look. Rod Bates, who owns a fishing charter business in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, discusses how the Susquehanna River has been poisoned by human waste being thrown into it. He stated that he started to realize when he noticed that the fish he caught looked sick. He found out later that Harrisburg had been throwing human waste into the river and E. coli started to form there. The Environmental Integrity Project, EIP, took 60 samples of the river's water and 29 out of the 60 samples violated the water standards of Pennsylvania. Some of the toxic water went into Maryland, which led its governor to write a letter about dumping downstream. Pennsylvania actually reported only 20% of their violations, and Harrisburg later was sued for dumping waste into the Susquehanna River. Pennsylvania claimed that they could not afford the solution to this problem, which is $300 million per year. They proceeded to propose that Maryland could pay for part of it, to which they declined. The state decided to instead promise that they would improve a pumping station, raise the height of barriers outside outfall pipes, and plant more trees around polluted areas. However, other states with similar problems are doing more to prevent these problems. The best thing for Pennsylvania to do would be to invest in these problems so the pollution doesn't make matters worse, especially in Harrisburg. That was the end of my first EIP discussion, so let's jump into part two.
This episode title states, Environmental Enforcement Under Trump. Eric Schaefer, a former worker for the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, claims that President Donald Trump has attacked the EPA and environmental laws. A study done in 2018 showed that the enforcement of environmental laws had hit rock bottom. Only 10,000 inspections, which is checking health standards, were conducted, which was the lowest amount since 2001. Many Republicans argue that state locals should be in charge of handling these situations compared to the EPA. However, Eric states that these states do not have the authority nor political will to make these decisions, and they cannot handle these issues alone. To make matters worse, President Trump has cut the budget of many environmental organizations such as the EPA. But there are many issues that are in desperate need of help, such as a chemical plant in Laplace, Louisiana. This plant releases cancerous chemicals into the air, polluting the neighborhood surrounding it. The community mainly lives in poverty, so they cannot afford a solution from the state alone. Another example is a lead smelting business located in Egan, Minnesota. The business violated several health codes, which was barely harmful to people's lungs. Eric says, and I quote, Why should these workers have to breathe toxic gas? Eric points out that these places with toxic chemicals had a high number of Trump supporters in them. Susan Bodine, the director of enforcement for the White House, states that it is a myth that there is a decline in environmental enforcement. Eric Schaefer, enraged by this, claims that there should be penalties for environmental crimes. Lastly, he states that there needs to be more people monitoring chemical plants. He brings this up because the number of chemical inspections have dramatically decreased. The more inspections, the safer citizens are. Okay, that wraps up the end of our EAP discussion and the end of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening, and hopefully Ms. Brimer approves. Goodbye.